This is the Indesa Members Memo, a podcast of the National Drug and Alcohol Screening Association. Indesa is 100% member-owned and is your industry voice. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Indesa Members Memo. I'm Joe McGuire. I am the Executive Director for the National Drug and Alcohol Screening Association. And I'm so glad to have you join us. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate us so that we can get on all of the podcast platforms and uh, spread the word so that people in our industry can get better information about excellence in screening services. Today, we are going to talk about transgender collections under direct observation. This has been an ongoing topic of discussion in our weekly town halls, and Indesa recently posted a help guide on our resource page. And I just wanted to cover this in a podcast because it has been Uh, just an ongoing weekly conversation for several months now. There's a lot of confusion about this. And one of the reasons that there is confusion is because the HHS rules changed in 2017, but it was not widely known. It was kind of uh, kept under wraps, if you will. And DOT then did not follow suit and make an official change to the rules. HHS did. Um, DOT has remained silent. Now, you can usually call someone at ODAPSI and get some kind of a um, uh, statement or guidance of, of some sort. But Indesa was asked if we would just create a best practice policy so that people could have that to recommend to their clients. You know, in a changing world and culture where we are seeing um, these types of changes where transgender uh, individuals are concerned, Um, We do need this guidance. We do need to have an understanding of what do we do and how do we do it. So let me just first cover the HHS guidelines. This is in the HHS Urine Specimen Collection Handbook from October 2017, and it's in Section D under Direct Observed Collection. Now, this may seem a little boring. I'm going to read you exactly what it says, but I'll read it in a, a... kind of hopefully my unboring voice, okay? All right, the procedure for a direct observed collection is the same as that for a routine collection, except an observer watches the donor urinate into the collection container. The observer's gender must be the same as the donor's gender, which is determined by the donor's gender identity. So that is a change, right, than than what we've seen before. Okay, in bold, there are no exceptions to this requirement and then the bold ends, and it says the donor's gender identity may be the same as or different from the donor's sex assigned at birth. At the point in a routine collection where the donor enters the restroom with the collection container, a direct observed collection includes the following additional steps. So now we're going to go through uh, these, these four steps for direct observe. And as you know, there is a little bit of a difference with HHS direct observe than there is with uh, DOT. So we'll cover that in just a moment. So step one, the collector informs the donor that the gender of the observer will match the donor's gender, which is determined by the donor's gender identity. So here are the four steps. The collector asks the donor to identify the donor's gender on the remarks line in step two of the federal chain of custody form and initial it. 
Then step two, the donor is provided an observer whose gender matches the donor's gender. Step three, the collector documents the observer's name and gender on the remarks line in step two of the federal chain of custody form. And then lastly, if there is no collector of the same gender as the donor's gender identity, the collector or collection site supervisor must select another individual trained in direct observation specimen collections. The individual must meet the HHS mandatory guidelines qualifications for an observer. See chapter one. Okay. So as we know with HHS, there are a couple of differences in direct observation. First, the direct observer must be trained in advance. That's not the case with DOT. Secondly, in DOT, the donor is to lift their garments, you know, above the waist, below the hips, and do the, you know, drop down, turn around, 360 spin, watch the urine, leave the body into the cup. Um, so you do that with any observer of the same gender. Uh, HHS is pre-trained observer, and they don't do the lift up, drop down, turn around. Okay. But now we also have this third difference in direct observe uh, for HHS, where you notify the donor of the, the gender issue, and, and then it goes in the remarks section. If it's, um, if it's someone whose uh, gender is different than what was assigned at birth, okay? Um, not the case for DOT. So the, the question then becomes, what, what do we do for DOT? DOT Rule 49 CFR Part 40, uh, Section 40.67, that, that that was a little redundant, 49 part 40, section 67, um, still stands at subpart E, when and how is a directly observed collection conducted? And the rule says, as the collector, you must ensure that the observer is the same gender as the employee. You must never permit an opposite gender person to act as the observer. The observer can be a different person from the collector and need not be a qualified collector. Um, and then that that's a, a part G and then H as the collector. If someone else to observe the collection, um, for example, in order to ensure a same gender observer, you must verbally instruct that person to follow procedures at paragraphs I and J of this section. If you, the collector, are the observer, you too must follow these procedures, and that's the lift up, drop down, turn around. Okay. So uh, as I mentioned, DOT has not addressed this. So what Indesa has recommended is is the following. Um, first of all, we we always encourage um, 100% follow the appropriate stated rules for the donor whose needs you are meeting during the time of the collection. Always follow the rules. So we're not saying in any way veer off that path. Um, but but here's what we recommend for, uh, for these gender identification issues. All right. If the donor insists that they have a different gender identification than what is listed on the presented ID, the collection site may offer a direct observer that matches the donor's gender identity, or they may request the employer to provide the observer. Okay, now here's what, what we have in bold. It is crucial to understand that the origin of the same gender observer requirement is to provide comfort to the donor while they are in a privacy sensitive position. Because the donor's dignity is taken into serious consideration, it's logical that a donor requesting either male or female based on their identity should be prioritized, right? So we're really looking at 
How do we make the donor comfortable and serve the donor in this situation? Uh, but Indesa also recognizes that collection sites are private businesses with different preferences on operation procedures and may freely make business decisions that have different ramifications. So this really is up to you and how you choose to handle it. However, Indesa does strongly believe that the collection site's primary duty is to perform and complete a compliant collection as ordered by the client using the appropriate protocols. So again, our suggestion is once that individual presents their state or federal issued ID, you see the gender that's listed there. If the donor makes an issue of the gender identity when a direct observation comes up, then you may um, supply a direct observer that matches the donor's gender identity or request that the employer do so. Either way, you can help the donor get the test completed in the manner in which it is supposed to with the proper direct observation. So it, it's your call on how you handle that piece, but do remember that you have goals and uh, they are to serve the customer, serve the donor and complete a compliant drug collection. And at the end of the day, that's what we're, we're um, suggesting and trying to help you accomplish. So thank you so much for being a part of that, of this um, listening experience today. And if you have topics that you would like for us to cover, talk about, um, discuss, or maybe you'd like to be interviewed on the podcast, please let me know at info at indesa.com. That's I-N-F-O at N-D-A-S-A dot com. Thanks and have a great day and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Indesa Members Memo. Subscribe to hear all of our podcasts and join Indesa to access all of our professional industry resources. Visit us at ndasa.com.